right, so um, welcome everyone. This is Charlene from Craft Savvy Market. Um, I am so, so excited to be talking with Deanna Collins today of Comfy Art. Um, this season and season four, we're talking about building the maker and then building the business. Um, a lot of times we ignore the part of building ourselves and developing ourselves so that we can really create the business of our dreams. So um, I'm so excited to have Deanna here today um, to just really talk about her journey with collaboration and kind of the difference it has made in her business. So really excited for that. And um, with that, I'm gonna turn things over to Miss Deanna. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm doing well. So I'll say this quick thing before I have her properly introduce herself. So um, I actually worked with Deanna um, back when we were having markets for Craft Savvy Market. And it has been such a pleasure to see her grow, to see her business grow. I mean, she is doing big things, big collaborations. And I think we did like two markets together. And I saw you at like another market that uh, Nicole Kane held. But I am so proud of you. And it's really an honor to have you here on the podcast to share your journey. Oh, you. So just, um, <laughs> we're just so happy for you, Deanna. So tell us about who you are and your business story. Um, my name is Deanna Collins. I am a little girl that grew up in Boston, Massachusetts and moved to Atlanta when I was 11 years old mm. and was raised by the ATL. So <laughs> um, I've always loved art. Art has been my foundation and my motivation throughout my career. And uh, it's just been something that's helped me throughout um, the years um, to just, you know, make things happen. And uh, it's a passion of mine. I turned the passion into something that I love to do um, in creating this platform called Comfy Art for myself at, at first, but then also for others. Um, so Comfy Art is a creative culture agency, and we work with corporate brands that, um, and we help them with their brand and marketing. So that's like the foundation of where Comfy Art is. But in that corporation aspects, we want to bring in our artists where we help them and then we bring them into certain situations that they are no normally are not um, in those spaces. Um, so we have different partnerships like United Way, Ting Internet, Marcus Samuelson's um, restaurant, where we bring in our artists to create collateral or um, galleries or become part of a contest where mm -hmm. they're showing their work and also getting paid for what they're worth. We are an organization that really focuses on the equity of our um, artists, and we make sure that they get paid exactly what they're supposed to get paid, um, like everyone else. <laughs> I, I really love that because I think the key word, everyone's ears probably perked up when you said getting paid. And I had gone to your website and looked at just you had some stats about the percentage of art that's in museum and who it is and who is getting paid. Could you like speak a little bit about that? Um, so yeah, so basically the, the percentage is very low. 
<laughs> you can find a lot of this data online and um, we are in Georgia. So like the Georgia Department of uh, Revenue and all of that has like documentation on how many creatives of in, are in the city of Atlanta or in mm -hmm. Georgia. And it is a staggering uh, percentage. 4% uh, of that percentage of women um, are acknowledged in the art field. Um, and there's the art field is dominantly, I mean, predominantly, um, you know, um, white. Mm -hmm. And a small percentage is black. So, right. or people of color. Um, and we want to help those people of color to be um, shown um, through all spaces, um, not just the museums, also through marketing and, right. and um, big collaborations. So that's where I strive to focus and also bring in those creatives with me. Yeah, that, that is huge because, I mean, you think about the impact that Black artists and Black creatives have on the culture, definitely the amount of money they're making should be commensurate with that. So it's just really crazy that you see that flip where, you know, what they're being compensated or their representation in these paid opportunities mm -hmm. is so tiny. And, you know, even when you talked about just art helping you get through life from a young age, this is personal for you. I mean, this is not just something, you know, you made a list of things you could do to make money, but it sounds like art has been a part of your life for a long time. Um, the thing that really stuck out and the reason we wanted to interview you was just the idea of collaboration. There's a lot of conversation about collaboration over competition and, you know, you need to be collaborating and, you know, it's a buzzword, but I mean, it sounds like it's a very integral part of your it's business. It's very part. It's the way that you help each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I am not a gatekeeper mm. when it comes to resources. Um, once artists really get to know me um, and work with me, they have that inside conversation or you know if they need any help um i have programs that i um offer on comfy art called design and muse which is a visual arts mm -hmm. cohorts and comfy biz which is more of a business cohorts where we help um the artists with different um business aspects of making sure that their foundation of the business is good Mm -hmm. A lot of artists just focus on the art, but when you want Come to on. make a significant, significant amount of money in your passion, you have to switch on that business hat and be able to diversify mm -hmm. and find different areas of income in your craft. So just painting is good. Being in gallery shows is good. But I personally think that there's more than that that you can do and show the world um, through products and mm -hmm. collaboration um, and working with others. Like I don't know all the answers. So I go to my peers or people younger than me that are doing very well in a certain area that I'm not in mm -hmm. very focused on. And I ask questions. I'm not worried about 
the age or anything, if I see somebody doing their thing, I'm going to reach out to them mm. see if they want to partner, if they want to, you know, volunteer, or sometimes people want to work with us. Yeah. So, um, I am very open in the collaboration process. Um, and yeah, it, you can't do it by yourself. Like it's, it's hard. Who wants to do it by themselves? I don't know. No, by its nature, though, sometimes art does feel like a very lonely process where it's like it's you and your ideas and bringing it to life. And I think you are so spot on when you talk about, you know, you really can't afford just to focus on the creative side or say, hey, I'm going to go in this warm, dark room and do it by myself. So, you know, you talked about not being afraid to reach out to people for what you don't know. I'm curious about your business like when you, as you um, work with these artists, is it usually you pitching to them, you finding them and saying, hey, we, sh we should work together or has it been kind of a two-way street where people are reaching out to you? Um, it's really a two-way street. I may be following someone that I love to work, would love to work with mm -hmm. and reach out or it could be something where I have like the artist call and they apply to something I had one um artist that I've been following since uh, before COVID wow and he applied to one of our artists call which and he's like amazing he's on tv shows and Ooh. everything and I was just like oh my god like I'm fanning out off of this <laughs> artist but um we did, haven't worked together yet but it's just really cool that you know, people are watching all mm -hmm. the time. You don't know that they are. Um, and it's always the timing part. It, um, you know, it takes, you never know when it's time for, you know, people to connect. And mm -hmm. that's what I kind of see, like, and I go on my journey. Some people that I would want to work with, it's maybe it's not time yet. And maybe wow. I'm not ready for them. Um, <laughs> to work with but um I'm open to all like journeys <laughs> now that's so interesting so you know you talked about timing so are you conscious of that like if someone's on your radar do you kind of make that calculation to say yeah I think this is time for the meetup versus no I don't think I'm quite ready yet do you consider that or are you just blasting out to everyone I just blast it out to everyone um okay. Yeah, I just blast it out to anyone. There's no science to it. Um, if I have um, any events or anything like that, we have uh, uh, a list of people that we either reach out to. Um, we have a community of 15,000 artists that wow. we have. Um, and yeah, we just want to be able to, you know, reach out um, not only in Atlanta, it could be in LA or in New York, mm -hmm. we would reach out to. Um, and then the the artists that come on our platform or are a part of our community or have done these cohorts, they have their own community. So like mm -hmm. we reach out to those people that we've already worked with and see who they think that, you would know, be a good fit. would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So you sound very seasoned at this whole collaboration thing. Like, can you kind of walk us through like kind of how it works for you and maybe even the beginning, right? Like for the beginner uh, collaboration person, kind of what your thought process was and how you approached it like early on. Yeah, usually our first touch base for um, collaboration is usually our design and muse cohorts. Mm-hmm. Our um, now our um, comfy biz cohort. We use those um, cohorts to kind of engage with the artists and see where they are as far as their their level of um, artistry. So, Design and Muse is a um, a visual cohort that helps with emerging artists with um, putting their artwork on products. So they go through an online course that has different sections that we work with, business, writing their um, bio, their artist statement, um, learn about taxes, learn about legal copywriting and stuff like that. But the main purpose is letting the artist see how their artwork looks on product. So we have a, usually a six to 12 months of this course where we work with the artists, we look at their website, we look at their analytics, we look at like all what they're doing as far as selling their work, but also we have um, exclusivity for that certain amount of time to have their artwork on products on our website exclusively. Mm-hmm. So they get commission um, through the sales. And after that, we have like pop-ups. We used to have like huge uh, design and use like events where we have a uh, panel event so people can know the artist, learn about the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a gallery show and a pop-up. We haven't done it since COVID. So mm-hmm. that's something that I would want to go back to doing. Um, but it's a lot of work on our end to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we give a like lot. We fun. give a lot to the artist. Right. And sometimes they don't see the work that we do because you're mm-hmm. getting all these opportunities off of a small um, amount. Um, but then we also have our design, I mean, our uh, comfy biz where we also just focus on the business. We don't mm-hmm. focus on the design. We focus on like how, where they are because right now we're in um, the course right now and mm-hmm. we're learning about business. We're learning about the legal part of things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're at the end of the course, which is only 12 weeks. At the end of the course, they will have documentation such as a pitch deck and and um, things to um, do grants. They mm-hmm. have, you know, they have all of this written up, ready to go for your grants. Anything that you would do for a pitch if you are creating uh, an app or whatever, because we have a graphic designer that's been doing graphic design, but mm-hmm. also is creating an app. 
as one of his art businesses. So we're, I'm working with him on how he should structure his pitch deck and all the other information that he would need to in this um, project. But then we have a visual artist also in that program, which is totally different from creating the application. Mm -hmm. But he still too needs to know like, what's his purpose? What is his vision? What's his mission? All of that stuff um, when he's in uh, visual arts business. We still need to know what those things are. So right. Just, so you're, you're working yeah. with a lot of people. And I'm curious, like, is that something you were naturally good at? Or w were there things that you had to do for yourself to get better? I at? had to do It's the things that I had to do really in the last two and a half years to like, to like, you know, get my name out, get the mm -hmm. art, doing these cohorts, my own, you know, investing in myself, right? paying a lot of money for, you know, these master classes. That's you. You were taking for the master me. classes to get ready. Right. Yeah. right. Um, yeah, that's an investment. You no, know, it's an investment. Um, um, I'm currently working with uh, Georgia Tech. They have a program where they help you with uh, government, government grants. Mm. So like, Anybody, I think anybody can join that. Um, and a lot of people don't know it, not wow. business. I've known it because, knew about it because um, through a family friend that mm -hmm. runs the course, I mean, runs that department at Georgia Tech. And she was like, you need to like get into the government stuff. And it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we tried a lot this year to do that. And it's a lot of work. It's so yeah. much paperwork and those grants I'm, are nothing to play with. I'm yeah. a, I'm a visual artist. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this, this is, is too much. But right. you know, it's this the certifications and the business licenses and all of that that you have to have in order yeah. to play in the in the in the sandbox when you do that stuff. I, I, I just love it. I mean, you talked about those are things you had to do, right? You had to invest in yourself. You had to put yourself out there. And like, it, I mean, tell us about your internal dialogue. Were there times that you were afraid? Were there times where you were like, what if I get rejected? I'm like always afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always afraid. I'm, uh, I'm not say afraid. Um, it's something new. It's something I'm not in my box. I'm outside the box. I'm mm -hmm. not in my comfort zone. I have to learn from others that know more than I do. Yeah. Um, you have to trust people that you're not used to working with. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard work. Hard. <laughs> and what do you think helped you to push through that discomfort? I mean, like what helped you I'm to say, I'm going to do it? On that, to be honest, to be honest, I'm still working on that. Mm. I think it is very much a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. um, all I really want to do is get on Photoshop and Illustrator and like <laughs> design. <laughs> 
You don't want to fool with these folks? No, I don't. I understand, Tiana. No. Just give me my paints and my paint. Give me my paint and my big old check. And I just want to do this. Oh, it's so I appreciate so much. I'm still getting that. used to it. Yeah. I think I'm going to always still try to get used to it because it's not something that um and that I was I don't know it's just not my thing but mm -hmm. I have to as a business owner I mm -hmm. have to if I want to make enough money to pay my mortgage I oh, have yeah. to in order to pay insurance for myself and my child I yes. have to do this it's not mm. something and I don't want to go back to corporate so yeah. I have to do this mm. yeah, even though I right. love yeah what I do it's just a necessity to do and you just people have to know which lane they want to be in because mm -hmm. this this entrepreneur business owner scaling and stuff like that it's it's not for the week no no and it sounds like you have to consciously push yourself out of your comfort zone right because every day stuff is easy for you right I mean it's like you can oh my do gosh I can do that with my eyes closed <laughs> but this I have, a, I have yeah. a client now that is like he tells me to do stuff and he's like why is it taking you so long taking you long to do it and when he knows that I can do it in like 20 minutes mm -hmm. and I was like, that's not the point <laughs> that's not the point I had to do set boundaries for people to think that they can always get stuff at a certain amount of time mm -hmm. and you know what I mean like people yeah. can see an artist do a mural and be like how it shouldn't cost that much and you don't you're I'm like Yes, it does because yeah. there are they are experts. They have, you know, things insurance. They have, you know, uh, 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 maybe a staff to help them. Mm -hmm. They have equipment, supplies, all of that stuff adds up. They're not just painting on the wall, right? Right. So, and that knowledge is valuable. There, there's some quote on Instagram like when you pay a consultant you know, $10,000 to know what button to push. You're not paying that money for them to push the button. You're paying for the knowledge that they have to gather to know mm -hmm. what button to push. So all this business about, oh, it's not that hard to paint a mural. You, you paint do it. it. You, you do it with your expertise. <laughs> so no, that is so good. So one last question I'll ask you, because I know we're just about out of time is talk to me about collaboration versus competition. Like, have you dealt with competition? How did you, how, how are you navigating that? You know, how do you balance those two things? Um, and, you know, what's been your experience? Uh I don't look at it as competition. I think I'm my own com competition. Mm -hmm. I think that I am the one that is um, really challenging myself and seeing how far I can go. I don't, I don't see the competition. I mean, when I see competition for me is me applying for those grants and seeing if I win or not. Right. That's the only type of competition that I see when mm -hmm. it comes to what I'm doing. Um, and then like, 
I'm not applying for jobs or anything like that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm applying for things that will help my business. And a lot of people are applying to those things. Right. Those are the only competition that I kind of see because I'm, uh, I'm in my own lane like everybody else is. Right. Everybody has their own Right. Yeah. There's, there's only one Deanna Collins and that's it. Yeah. And, um, you know, you were telling your story, you mentioned before it was just you, you know, kind of taking your designs and applying them to different products. And then, you know, you, you, you made the pivot to say, I'm going to do this for other artists and just kind of tell us about that in terms of, I mean, really you went from maybe potentially competing with those artists for buy my mug, buy my backpack to like, come on, let's do it together. It was, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. When we have a, a opportunity or partnership with other um, with corporations, depending on the collaborations, I do throw in my artwork. Yeah. But, yeah. but I do not put anybody's, I like government name, or it could be like their first name and that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't have pictures. I just have their art. So right. when I'm sending like the list of artists that we have with their artwork, mm -hmm. the client only just sees their art. Oh, wow. So it's objective. So they don't even way. know yeah, who, who it's are. from. Unless you just know their artwork. Their style. I got you. Their style. Yeah. yeah. So everybody has an opportunity to, even myself, mm -hmm. have the opportunity to get the opportunity um, and stuff. And sometimes we get everybody gets the opportunity. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> let me put myself in the artist hat right here. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to me going from creating my artwork solely for the website, I also was like I can't again do this by myself e-commerce is a beast mm -hmm. I need to have new stuff on the website every so often how do I solve this problem mm -hmm. okay let me find some artists that I like yeah. that want to be part of this and create original artwork for products and to see what it is and that's how it really started like mm -hmm. I just looked on instant, yeah, yeah. Went on Instagram and was like, "Oh, I like his artwork. Let me just DM him and see if he wants to do this." And I was doing designing Muse for free. Like they didn't have to; they just had to create artwork, and they got a percentage of the sale. And that's how mm. it kind of started. That that is so huge. And you made the pie bigger by doing that, right? So instead of keeping it for yourself and I'm going to create fresh art every week, you said, "No, nah, everyone can get in on this." And in the end, everyone won. So I'm so glad you decided to do that. Like I said, I'm so, so proud of your growth, the impact you're having on other creatives and helping them get paid. Deanna, thank you so much. I really wish we had more time to dig with you, but Zoom, Zoom is not playing with me. So <laughs> thank you very, very much. And please tell everyone where they can find you and where they can support you. You can find us on all social media platforms at Comfy Art, C O M. F-I-A-R-T. Awesome. All right. Well, Deanna, thank you. All the best. I know I'm going to be seeing you on a billboard or on like <laughs> this. Thank you for all the great work you're doing and talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye.